Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Shock Fantasy is your home for the busy players' fantasy information. At Shock Fantasy, we provide quick-hitting charts, graphics, and dashboards to help you win in season-long, in best ball, in DFS, and in Dynasty Leagues. I'm Matt Harrison, longtime co-host of the longest-running fantasy football show in the history of the world, Fantasy Football Weekly. Shock Fantasy is what I use to prep for my deep dives into the matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, and you can have all the access to the same data that helps me win. If you're not already a member of Shock Fantasy, use the promo code POTATO, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, to get your Shock Fantasy season-long, year-long pass for only $25. That's only 6.9 cents per day. Remember to use the promo code POTATO at checkout at shockfantasy.com. That's shockfantasy.com, promo code POTATO. Now, on with the podcast. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday night. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. This is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter. It's time to look at the waiver wire for week 10. I'm trying to get this done a little bit earlier tonight to not only both help you, the fans of the Shock Fantasy Podcast, get ready for your waivers, and some people's waivers run overnight and that kind of thing, but uh, also, uh, my kid's got a hockey game tonight, and we're looking for a winning streak right now, win number two, so I don't have any drinks in hand uh, this early evening. Uh, I did just eat a couple of chocolate peanut butter pie Oreos, which I highly recommend. Go out and find those. They're usually at Target. Chocolate peanut butter pie, little graham cracker cookie with chocolate and peanut butter in the middle. Delightful. All right, let's talk about fantasy football because that's what we're here for. How about quarterback? Ooh, the quarterback position, really? How about two o'clock? That's what time it is, at least where I'm looking. Uh, Tua looked really sharp against Arizona. I chalk up the first game in his career to it being the first game in his career. Plus, he faced Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Plus, his defense really took care of everything for him, and he didn't need to do too much. He was kind of a caretaker quarterback in that game. He's got a couple of pretty good matchups in the next few weeks. The Chargers, which going against Justin Herbert, that'll be pretty fun, both in the same rookie class. Both have been airing it out pretty well so far. Uh, Then the Broncos, then the Jets. That's a spicy matchup right there. And then Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals in the next four weeks. So I really like him to get some solid starting grades in the next four weeks. I'm going to put a 10 and 2%. Yeah, that's 12. Blind bid recommendation on Tua. Next up, Baker Mayfield. He's 21% owned. And if you go look at him right now, he's currently got a big O next to his name. He's out in the COVID protocol right now. But it was his bye week last week, and he's almost out of the COVID protocol. He should gain clearance to practice on Wednesday if he doesn't have a positive test show up between now and then. And his 
Next couple of matchups are awesome. Houston, then Philly, then Jacksonville, then Tennessee. And he he kind of laid an egg in the one against the Raiders, but that was like 30 mile an hour wins in that game. It was kind of a, a just, it, it's a throwaway game. Don't worry about that. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be a solid start in two quarterback leagues the rest of the year. 2% blind bid recommendation on Baker. Alex Smith is the next guy I want to talk about. He's obviously owned by basically nobody. Uh, Kyle Allen looks like he's done for the year with an ankle injury. So Alex Smith has a chance to be the starter again in Washington. This week he gets Detroit, followed up by Cincy and Dallas. None of that is scary. He fared pretty well in relief last week, connecting with Terry McLaurin a few times. So if you're in a two-quarterback league, he's probably worth a 10% blind bid recommendation. In single-quarterback leagues, I think it's only going to take you 1% to get him. Uh, I got two more quarterbacks that I want to mention. Jake Luton of the Jacksonville Jaguars looked halfway decent against Houston last week. He should get the start again this week. Everybody looks halfway decent against Houston, though. And this week, he's heading to Lambeau, where DJ Chark should be shut down by Jair Alexander. And when Chark is shut down, I don't know if I like Luton's opportunities to score very high again. Plus, the Packers have been a notoriously bad run defense. I think James Robinson is going to get run in this game like none other. So I'm not bidding on him at all in one-quarterback leagues. Maybe 2% in a two-quarterback league, though. Uh, Finally, Garrett Gilbert. He's on bye this week, but I'm just noting that he's probably the starter for the Cowboys, at least until Andy Dalton returns, and his concussion was pretty bad, and the Cowboys aren't sure if Dalton will be cleared for physical activity even this week. Now, they are on a bye this week, so it does give Dalton two weeks to return, but Garrett Gilbert didn't look terrible against the Steelers last week, and a matchup with the Vikings is next, so in a two-quarterback league where you're just kind of desperate for players... I think I'd hold on to him just in case he starts in that Vikings game because he will be startable there. Uh, No blind bid recommendation otherwise on Garrett Gilbert. Let's go to the next position. That is running back. Zach Moss is 67% owned, and that's way above the threshold that I usually keep myself under at 50% or under. However, if you're in one-third of the leagues out there where he's not yet owned, go get him. He scored thrice in the last two weeks, and he won't be available much longer. This is probably our last chance. He gets Arizona this week, then a bye, then the Los Angeles Clippers. 14% blind bid recommendation if Zach Moss is still available in your leagues. Gus Edwards is owned in 21% of the leagues. He's been doing all of the things that Mark Ingram was supposed to do. Whether or not Ingram has been injured or not, and Ingram's still injured, so... Uh, touchdown in three straight games for Gus Edwards. Double-digit carries in three straight games for Gus Edwards. And when Ingram comes back, that might cut into his volume a little bit, but some of those touch totals have been 14, 16, and I think Gus has the goal line carries kind of locked up because he's looked a lot better than Mark Ingram in that territory. Uh, New England, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh in the next three weeks. He'll be very startable in the Tennessee game next week. I don't know if I like him all that much against New England or Pittsburgh, though. Only a 3% blind bid recommendation because I think that's all it's going to take to get Gus Edwards. Wayne Gallman of the Giants is another guy with double-digit carries and touchdowns in three straight weeks, just like Gus Edwards. Now, Gallman hasn't been bad, and Devonta Freeman has been bad, and he's also been hurt. So it's probably Gallman's job for the rest of the year. 
And you want guys who have a job to be on your fantasy team. Uh, he gets Philly this week, then a bye. Off the bye, they have Cincy, Seattle, Arizona, and Cleveland. And he'll be startable in those games post-bye. Not as much against Philly. Definitely not in the bye week. But uh, I think he's somebody you might want to hold on to for that stretch run. So I'm going to put a 6% blind bid recommendation on Wayne Gallman. The last running back I want to mention is Kalen Balage. It's come to this. I guess he looked gaseless in his Chargers debut uh, and ended up having a nice day against one of the worst run defenses in the league, uh, the Raiders. And if there's a 1A and 1B of worst run defenses, it might be the Raiders and the Dolphins, who he has this week. Oh, it's a revenge game for Kalen Balage too. How about that? The schedule is very favorable again for the rest of the way for the Chargers running backs, except it's worth noting Justin Jackson did get hurt basically on the first play of the game. He could be back. Austin Eckler will return at some point soon as well. So Kalen Balage might just be a one-week play. So I'm only going to put a 1% blind bid recommendation on him. And if you miss out on him, you know, it could be the Joshua Kelly week too. So I don't know if I, I could trust Kalen Balage in a starting lineup this week. Let's go to the wide receiver. Alan Lazard is 43% owned and likely coming off of IR this week against the Jaguars. The problem is he gets some super tough matchups after the Jaguars. Indy, then Chicago, then Philly in the next three weeks. All are top 10 against wide receivers. But he is slotting back as Aaron Rodgers' number two wide receiver, though, and that's worth something. Uh, so I have a 7% blind bid recommendation on Alan Lazard. Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, is owned in about a quarter of what Alan Lazard is owned in, 12%. Uh, just wanted to mention his name. Uh, he's obviously Lazard's running mate, and he's coming off of a two-touchdown game against San Francisco. Don't be fooled by this. This is fool's gold. Leave this alone. He has not turned a corner, and he's not a guy that you want to be bidding on, especially with Lazard coming back into the fold. And really, Scantling did next to nothing in any other game besides the San Francisco game. So I think I'm leaving Marquez Valdez Scantling on the waiver wire. Curtis Samuel is 52% owned. And does anybody remember DJ Moore? Or how about... Robbie one touchdown Anderson because that's all the touchdowns he's got on the year. Curtis Samuel has four touchdowns in his last three games, by the way, including two rushing and two passing. And one of those passing touchdowns was last week against the Chiefs in which Teddy Bridgewater caught the snap from the shotgun and tossed it forward about half of a foot. So it's almost a run play. So it's basically three run plays inside the 20 in the last couple of weeks here. So they're using him in the red zone a lot, and CMC looks like he may miss a few weeks again with a shoulder injury. And Samuel's almost getting nine touches per game. Go get him. I think he's my highest recommendation of the week at 15%. So Curtis Samuel, he's just over 52% owned, by the way. A guy who's not nearly that owned is Richie James, and I want to note that the game against the Packers on Thursday night was Richie James' only game of the season so far which is why he leads all wide receivers in points per game right now. Brandon Ayuk looks like he's set to return. Kendrick Bourne may miss some more time on the COVID protocol. We're not sure about his status this week. But when Bourne and Ayuk are back, and Debo Samuel's probably not too far off, that just means Richie James is going to be hitting waiver wires again. Don't, don't fall for this. 
Nick Mullins is still the quarterback. He gets the Saints this week. That's not a good matchup. Then a bye. Then the Rams, Bills, and Washington out of the bye. That's not friendly at all. Do not bid on Richie James. Preston Williams is a guy you could put a bid on, and you might not be able to play him for a little while, though, because it's never good to recommend a player that was carted off the field in his last game, but the x-rays on his injured foot came back negative, and they've called him day-to-day. That's a positive. So before going down in the second quarter, Williams had four catches for 60 yards and a score, so maybe he's Tua's favorite receiver. The Chargers and Broncos in the next two weeks are very difficult, and if he sits through those two games, that's probably okay because those are maybe the most difficult matchups he's got on the rest of the season. He gets the Jets and the Bengals after that, I'm going to put a 4% blind bid recommendation, especially in leagues where right now he's listed as questionable. But if you can take a guy and you can put him on the IR once he's listed as out, Preston Williams might be a guy that you can stash on your roster and free up another roster spot. So I like Preston Williams this week. Darnell Mooney is 24% owned. And a tip of the cap to Brian Johnson, who's been on this guy all year. Uh, Five catches in each of the last two weeks. Hasn't posted a goose egg pretty much at all this season. He gets the Vikings hobbled secondary this week, then a bye week. So he's worth a take a chance on me start this week. Uh, 1% blind bidding recommendation if you need a wide receiver. Uh, Last wide receiver to mention is Jacoby Myers, who had a birthday game last night against the Jets and topped the yardage total in one game that Nikhil Harry has done on the season. Yeah, Brian uh, tipped everybody off to the Jacoby Myers birthday game. I hope you were following him on Twitter at BTXJ, and uh, he might have made you a little bit of money there. Uh, Now, that was against the Jets on Monday night for Myers, so I'd keep Myers in mind as the top boundary wide receiver option over Nikhil Harry the rest of the year, but I really like Isaiah Ford from the slot starting next week. I've got a 3% Blind bid recommendation on Jacoby Myers if you're wide receiver needy. Uh, Let's go to the tight end. I only got two this week, and we're going to start with Mike Gesicki, who's 54% owned, so just a little over the threshold there. Just a reminder that the Dolphins' offense may be on the upswing a little bit with Tua as he learns this playbook a little bit more. A lot of times with running quarterbacks, It's the tail end of the first year and then his second year where you get all the money on those running quarterbacks. And I think that uh, Gesicki's an interesting guy. Had a December to remember last year, complete with a big bow on top of Alexis. If Preston Williams does miss any time, like he did last December, someone will need to step up like Gesicki did last December. So my money's on him getting a few more targets in this one, especially with Williams possibly missing a little bit of time. Isaiah Ford, the slot receiver, was shipped off to New England. Miles Gaskin is on the pine for a couple more weeks. They don't really have a lot of different targets in Miami right now, so Gesicki's a guy that I kind of like, and if you're tight end needy, which a lot of people are, he's owned in just over half of leagues. I'd put a 3% blind bid recommendation on Mike Gesicki. Irv Smith Jr. recorded touchdowns number one and number two last week. I don't know if that's repeatable, though, so I'm not going to go nuts here. The Vikings will keep handing the ball to Dalvin, plus they have two great wide receivers, and Kyle Rudolph is always a touchdown threat in the red zone, so I just think that caps the value of Irv Smith. 4% if you're absolutely desperate at tight end in like a deeper, uh, maybe a 16-team league where you do play a tight end at every at, for every team. 
Yeah, I, I just I just don't see it. So 4% is all I'm putting in on Irv Smith. And I don't think that that's... Inconceivable! It's definitely not. All right, so that's it. That's the waiver wire for week 10. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope it helped you out. I hope you set some great lineups this week. We'll be back for the Thursday night game. My Kyle Use check call did not work this last week. It would have been a heck of a lot better if it did. But, uh, man, the Niners just didn't even show up to that game for most of it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we got we got a much more interesting game this week on Thursday night when we talk about the Colts and the Titans meeting up. Great defense on the Colts side. Terrible defense on the Titans side. But Derrick Henry seems to run over any defense that he meets. So uh, I think that that's going to be a very interesting game. Make sure to tune in for that podcast episode on Wednesday night. All right, that's it. At Shock Fantasy on Twitter is where you want to follow the show. And at Explosive Output is where you want to follow me, Matt Harrison, your host of the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Good Lord, let's get out of here. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you later.